U.S. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg is making his rounds through the Midwest and touting President Biden's contributions to the region's roads, railroads, and bridges. Buttigieg started his visit with a tour of Gary Chicago International Airport. We're making roads and railroad crossings safer in Hammond, here in Gary, in Munster, and in so many other places. And of course, that is generating a huge amount of work. We are creating a generation of new, good union jobs around Indiana, around the country, and we're proud of it. But how much of that promise has the Biden administration followed through with? Joining us now to discuss is WBEZ reporter Michael Puente. He primarily covers issues in northwest Indiana, Chicago's southeast side and south suburbs. Good to have you in studio again, Mike. It's great to be here, I feel like it's been forever. It has been. It has been. (laughs) Good to see you. So as I mentioned there, uh, the transportation secretary, he made this stop at the Gary Chicago International Airport. You were there. Mm -hmm. How was it? Well, you know, by all accounts, it went it went pretty well. Okay. Not, I would say not a lot of newsy news generated from this visit, but it was an opportunity for all involved to see firsthand all the work that's gone into the Gary Chicago International Airport and an update on other projects in the region. You know, it's not every day a member of the president's cabinet visits Northwest Indiana, so it's always a treat when one, especially one who is uh, from the region, mm-hmm. sort of, as they call it, like Judge, comes to visit. Yeah. Uh, What was the community reaction like? Overall positive. Indiana, of course, is a very much a red state, but Northwest Indiana is historically a blue region. So it's very friendly to Biden and and all Democrats and Buttigieg who come to town, you know, and the work and the investment that's happening in and around Northwest Indiana is making a lot of people excited for the future. Let's talk about the airport. Uh, For folks who aren't familiar, is it more commercial flights or cargo? It is mostly corporate and cargo as of right now. There's been some some commercial flights in the past mm-hmm. um, with uh, airlines sort of as like Allegiant, you have Pan Am um, and Hooters, but they've all gone belly up over the years, not necessarily because of Gary's issues, but because of their, those businesses. Yeah. So Gary, you know, the airport has been around for decades. I remember visiting the airport when I was young, living mm-hmm. close by. Uh, but it's 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 got, you know it's been a, a long time since it's um, there's been a lot of money that's been gone into investment investment into the Gary Airport longer runways uh, more cargo space mm-hmm. so they have really focused in on being that corporate and cargo airline air, airport for yeah. the region and there are still plans then as as you talk about improvements so there are still plans Mike to expand. The, the Gary Chicago International Airport, Absolutely. Right? There, the, the Indiana Army National Guard is there. Boeing uses its corporate fleet out of the Gary Airport. Of course, Gary is always used as the uh, sort of the backstage for the uh, for the Chicago Air and Water Show. Um, so, you know, there, there's uh, a lot of uh, um, excitement for the Gary Airport for more cargo. UPS is there um, and a, a lot of the corporate flights. But... They are talking about perhaps some lim- in some limited capacity, capacity having corporate uh, commercial flights there. They're, they're, the airport is working with a firm to kind of identify areas of the country which would make most most sense to fly out of Gary. Mm-hmm. Places like Houston, Las Vegas, Orlando, areas that people in Northwest Indiana tend to fly to a lot. Yeah, Chicago's already got these two major airports, right? So what's the expected outcome? by, you know, really investing in this third? Well, Sasha, yes, Chicago has two major airports. You got Midway and, of course, O'Hare, but yeah. it's a pain to get up there. 
It's very far away. It it, it's about an hour away, uh, you know, maybe two hours away considering I moved here traffic. and I was like, where's the close airport? Right, right. <laughs> where's then the you, convenient then you've one? Got Mid- Midway's probably the most convenient. It's smaller. Yeah. It's less congested, but it's, it's getting busy there all the time, too. Northwest Indiana is expected to grow in population. You got this double track program, the project that we're going to be talking about a little bit later in the show, in the segment. So you've got an area, a region that is sort of ready to have commercial flights out of the Gary airport, not just for Northwest Indiana, but the mm-hmm. South suburbs. Uh, folks who live out there are also kind of like, it's, it's a trek to get out to uh, O'Hare. Some people sometimes actually fly out of uh, uh, out of Rockford or go all the way to South Bend. Sometimes they drive down to Indianapolis. Jeez. Just, just to, to avoid. Get, <laughs> to avoid the traffic getting to O'Hare or maybe cheaper flights. Yeah. Uh, you never know. So I think, uh, you know, it's hard to identify sometimes or see it, but I think with the future of Northwest Indiana, I think it's positioning itself to become a viable third commercial airport for the Chicago area. Yeah. And I think it's needed. Yeah. And so the Biden administration then in turn is is putting these investments into right. enhancing its value in the region. What else did the transportation secretary have to say about jobs, job creation? Well, at, at let's, let's face it. You've got an election coming up. They want to remind people not only of the, the projects that are working in there, but of the money that's being invested for jobs, for union jobs. Northwest Indiana is still a very union heavy town. So Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of Transportation, mentioned that it's creating these long-term union jobs to mm-hmm. build out the double-track program, work at the airport, um, uh, infrastructure jobs, uh, replacing bridges and roads, making areas safer. So they want to really get in there that, hey, we're providing this money, uh, union jobs. I mean, <laughs> how know, soon so- would we see these jobs? Well, they're ongoing now. The double track program has been uh, underway for more than a year. They still got about a year in that. And I know you're going to talk, ask me about that a little bit later, but as the double track is with the South Shore train line, this is going to make uh, traveling from points East South Bend, Michigan City, a lot faster to get into Chicago because people do commute from those areas into Chicago for jobs. That is true. Well, before we touch more on that, Mm -hmm. uh, Mike, Let's talk about something else here, because part of the uh, investments include improving railroad crossings. Uh, Now, this is across the country. We have talked here on Reset. Listeners will know we touched on it this week, and we talked about it a couple months ago. The dangerous crossings in Hammond, Indiana. That's where kids are climbing over and under uh, passes because of stalled trains um, blocking their way to school. Also, emergency vehicles being blocked from getting to, Mm -hmm. you know, emergency situations. So what did Bujidas say about how those projects are going? Well, there is money dedicated to improve certain crossings, not all of them. Yeah. You got to understand in Hammond and in Northwest Indiana, Hammond has a huge long bridge crossing a rail yard. But as soon as you come down on the south south portion of that bridge, you get stuck by another railroad track. So it's almost impossible to get to every crossing. They are providing money to address some of the more dangerous crossings mm-hmm. there. They're also working with Norfolk Southern to address that. Of course, you know, it's not just Hammond. It's all of Northwest Indiana that has a connection to trains, uh, East Chicago, Griffith, uh, Munster. So they are providing more money mm-hmm. to address at least the more egregious areas. So, I mean, I wonder why the transportation secretary is making his rounds now. And I think you hinted at it earlier right we know also an election's coming up that's 
I mean, really, I mean, that's really the key point of this. Yeah. You got an election coming up. There's been talk. There's been discussion that, you know, uh, you know, maybe some votes that have been sort of in the bag mm-hmm. for Democrats, uh, mainly with uh, people of color, Hispanics, African-Americans, that maybe it's not as um, they're not as secure as once before. You've got Republicans, you got the GOP who are trying to. So, you know, you know, get some of those votes as well. Yeah. And even though we think we're in a sort of safe blue, you know, historically Democratic stronghold, Northwest Indiana, Chicagoland area, I think as we go forward, you can't really, you know, think of those votes in the bag. And also there have been a lot of uh, projects that have been, um, you know, bantered about through this $1.2 trillion mm-hmm. Infrastructure and Jobs Act that a lot of people don't know what's actually happening. So this is their opportunity yeah. to say, we've been doing this. Remember that when you go to the polls. Let's not forget, Mike, Chicago is set to host the Democratic National Convention next year, too. There's, there's that. So I'm curious how much you think that influenced the decision to finish this uh, transportation tour that he's on, this infrastructure tour in Chicago. Well, it's in the both, Chicago it, area. Listen, it's both to highlight, but it's also needed. Chicago is this huge transportation hub, not just not just for cars, obviously, but for 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 rail. You've got you you got freight and you got uh, passenger service that are always fighting for time on those rails. Uh, I mean, it's like a super highway just for trains. So in one regard, yes, it's an opportunity to spend money, tout what they've been doing, but it is very much needed. So why not do both? Highlight what you've been doing, but also hopefully, for at least the Democrats' point of view, will draw some attention and maybe some votes uh, when the election season comes up and for that Democratic National Convention. While I have you here, I want to zoom out just a little bit. And in May of this year... uh, President Biden talked about holding airlines accountable for he was going on about the the junk fees and and cancellations that passengers were seeing um, earlier this year. So what movement has the transportation secretary made on that front? If well, any? he mentioned yesterday that they have expanded passenger rights more than ever and they're going to plan to do more. In fact, he's going to be in town tomorrow to talk about that very issue mm-hmm. where he's going to address more of sort of passengers rights in how to deal with uh, cancellations and you talk about all these little fees baggage fees that passengers have to deal with all the time and cancellation fees and everything that's out there so he's going to be talking about that tomorrow in chicago pete Buttigieg. yeah uh is he also going to talk about this big travel weekend we've got coming up it is you know i'm sure you know the way the reporters are in chicago even if he doesn't talk about (laughs) it someone's gonna (laughs) ring about it you know talk about it the last question at the scrum right right, right, right. (laughs) uh any other uh anticipated developments in these stories that you're going to be keeping your eye on well, we do want to see what's going to come about with uh, train safety, uh, not just in Hammond, Northwest Indiana. Uh, you know, let's let's face it, the power of the media, power of the press, ProPublica, you know, did a big story on this, sort of highlighting the issue of train safety in communities throughout the country, but used Hammond as sort of this backdrop. Mm-hmm. Um, without that pressure, would Norfolk Southern even be looking at making railroad safety a concern um since they kind of dominate let's face it trains sort of have the the way of the house whatever whatever they want they get in certain regions you know that kind of uh, reporting can lead to change and change that's needed because the last thing you want to see is uh children get hurt 
um, by, you know, climbing on trains. Yeah. Glad folks like you are doing that good work. Mike Puente is a WBEZ reporter primarily covering issues in northwest Indiana, Chicago's southeast side and south suburbs. Good to see you, Mike. Good to see you, Sasha.